Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Log Talk Radio. Grassroots Holistic Talk Radio Show. It's a pleasure to be with you again this evening, and I'm your host, Baba Tahuti Wesley Gray, speaking to you live from New York City. Indeed, as always, we begin by giving praise to the One Most High, to our ancestors, to my lovely wife, to my mother-in-law, to all of my siblings, my beautiful daughter and her family, and to all of you who are friends uh, through the cyber world, through the social network community, and of course those of you who I've known throughout my years living in this incarnation for years past and to present. I thank you so much to, uh, to the bottom of my heart for joining us. Indeed, 
today is a special, actually this evening is a special evening for me because earlier today I happened to, through synchronistic um, energy, as it were, to run into a friend of mine. As a matter of fact, he noticed me as I was walking towards my car in the neighborhood where I used to live, and a brother named John. Um, we hadn't seen each other for quite a while, and usually when we do see each other, it's usually with us being in transit. So I know that the One Most High and the ancestors have a lot to do with us. There are no accidents, as we know. And the last time I saw him before this evening was he was with his wife in their car driving in the downtown area of Brooklyn, New York. And we had conversation, as always. It was always a pleasure for us to be able to bring each other up to date and the latest happenings in our lives. But this evening was special because of the fact that we both realized that we were, he's 69 and I'm 70 years of age, and he thought that he was older than I was. And, and you know, we were just trading uh, compliments to one another in terms of how good we looked and how good we felt. Um, I happen to be a marathon runner, and he's a sprinter. He, he, he races short distances, as it were, and I think he started that when he was in, in high school. And he's looking forward to start competing again in our age group. So, you know, we discussed that, and as he was picking up his grandson, um, and, and we, he happened to share with me that he had recovered from having prostate cancer. He was at stage four. And we didn't go over the methodology in which he was able to conquer uh, this uh, dis-ease, as it were. But uh, I was intrigued with the fact that he looked so healthy, he was so positive, and indeed, you know, we just resonated that uh, at our age that we have a lot to be thankful for. I, I know that indeed we connected one another, not just to say hello and and to and to bring each other up to date, but also to inspire each other and to uh, share knowledge and encouragement. Also found out that his grandson, I think he's about seven or eight years of age, had acquired uh, uh, diabetes, I think when he was about two or three. And my wife is a uh, recovered diabetic, and she was diagnosed with uh, uh, type 2 diabetes, some going on four years ago, and was taking insulin and uh, pills and just a whole remedy of things that were uh, not really conducive for her to be in the, in the, on the path of recovery, but basically putting a Band-Aid over her disease as a war, as opposed to being cured. Uh, insulin can make things worse. As a matter of fact, a lot of pharmaceuticals that we receive within the Western Hemisphere uh, through the practice of medicine uh, is basically not curing your disease, but actually uh, placing you in a position where you could be worse than you were uh, before being diagnosed by taking certain medications. So again, that's my personal opinion. Uh, anything that you hear on the show, I must preface to say that uh, I recommend that you consult your your doctor, your personal physician, your dietitian, nutritionist, and get professional uh, opinion, as it were. I do not uh, recommend that any uh, remedy that I discuss, any products that I discuss, that you use them without you uh, doing your due diligence. So with that being said, 
I thought it would be uh, proper to uh, start the show talking about uh, the product that I do use, which is called Chia Vita, and it contains uh, ingredients uh, from the Amazon, specifically within the Brazilian uh, region. Um, and Chia Vita is a juice that is, has various attributes. It's antioxidant, uh, iron, fiber, protein, amino acids, potassium, copper, and zinc, and omega-3, omega-6 fatty acids, which are healthy fats, and then various vitamins, uh, B1, B2, B3, C, and E, and a host of other uh, ingredients and minerals and things that are really, you know, uh, very positive and uh, particularly effective in maintaining a healthy body. Uh, acai, for those of you who have not been listening in the recent shows, uh, acai is a antioxidant. It's a berry, actually, that uh, has a pigmentation similar to uh, black grapes, as it were. And uh, the color and the concentration of acai uh, has an added benefit of having um, a broad spectrum of antioxidants, and uh, actually similar also to blueberries and even oranges in terms of the, the uh, vitamins and, and minerals that you can obtain from it. Uh, it benefits in terms of giving elasticity to the arteries uh, and veins and healthy eyes, enhanced blood flow to the extremities, defense against free radicals, thicker, smoother, and more resilient skin can be experienced from the consumption of the acai berry. And then another ingredient in the uh, Chia Vita is yerba mate. Uh, yerba mate is part of the evergreen family. Colloquially, it's known as a green tea within Brazil and other South American countries. But uh, it's used by many of the South American countries as uh, a ritualistic type of uh, beverage by passing around a specially designed tea kettle most often between friends, family members, and neighbors. And many believe that the, uh, the veneration uh, within the South American community at large, that drinking this is a process of soothing the effects of uh, emotional, spiritual, and, and physical um, well-being. I um, would be remiss if I didn't mention that I... And myself, we're, my wife and I both were vegetarians. I've been a vegetarian going on 25-plus years. My wife is approaching her eighth year. And um, I highly recommend those of you who are listening to consider that as an alternative, if not completely, at least to uh, make that part of your living as opposed to diet, uh, to be a vegetarian maybe for one or two days out of the week, if not uh, one week out of the month, two weeks out of the month, however you think that you could develop a comfort zone in terms of abstaining from eating meat. Uh, is this something important? I mean, point in fact, I just uh, took note of the fact that those of us who are vegetarians, we constantly are asked, well, how do you get your protein? And I just came across something that recently 
uh, earlier today, as a matter of fact, that uh, as an example, beef, um, you can get 6.4 grams of protein per 100 calories of beef. And a vegetable such as broccoli, you're able to obtain 111 grams of protein per 100 calories. And of course, I always use the argument that your largest animals on the planet happen to be vegetarians. We're talking about the whale, uh, the elephant, and indeed those of us who do eat meat, such as beef, uh, the cow, and other um, animals in that family are grass eaters, you know, grain eaters, as it were. They're not uh, carnivores. So there's a lot to be said in terms of just the logic, in terms of how does one sustain one's health by not eating meat. Uh, that in includes chicken and fish as well. So in future shows, we will be going more in depth in that, uh, an aspect of diet as opposed to having a livid. I would like to uh, refer now to a book titled African Holistic Health by uh, Dr. Leela Africa. And he's very known, well known within the African American community and those of African descent throughout the world. And uh, I just wanted to touch upon something as I was um, perusing the book uh, that I recommend that you purchase. By the way, my website is at uh, drumsofchange.com. That's www.drumsofchange.com. And any books that I um, refer to on the show can be purchased from this website, my website. Uh, I have a bookstore and also have a drum store on my site. Uh, of drumsofchange.com. Uh, so all the books that I mentioned and books that you may have an interest in, you can just log into my site and do a search, and uh, I'm sure that there's a good chance that you would be able to purchase the books. Some of them actually uh, are half, 50% below recommended uh, retail suggested price. Even some used books you can get for a dollar and some books are priced at shipping included, as well as the drums. Drums are um, really competitively priced, authentic, brand-new drums crafted in West Africa primarily, in uh, Senegal, Ghana, Nigeria. And um, those of you who would like to purchase a drum for as little as $29 can get a drum with shipping included. So with that being said, I'd like to... Uh, defer to the African Holistic Health book by Dr. Africa, and he talks about white junk foods. And specifically, this chapter 9, he states that white junk foods are killing black America. And he's noting white sugar, white flour, white rice, and that's, in terms of flour, that's bleach white flour, and polished white rice, white salt, and white cow's milk. He basically states that if it's white, don't trust it. And uh, I will just delve in more into that, what he's talking about with regard to uh, abstaining from white food or additives that have a white complexion and color. 
He goes on to state that food is composed of nutrients, and that's vitamins and minerals, carbohydrates, starches, fats, and proteins, which provide energy. And carbohydrates are quick energy foods. They are usually classified as starches, sugars, cellulose, and fiber, non-digestible foodstuff, gums, not chewing gums, and storage food energy called glycogen. The pancreas secretes the hormone insulin, which stimulates enzymes to break down the carbohydrates. And he goes on to state that fats are the slowest burning energy source. They are primarily composed of smaller substances called fatty acids. And some fatty acids can build themselves into larger groups of fatty acids. And these types of fatty acids are called polysaturated. Poly meaning many. And other fatty acids will not build sugar, uh, not build large fatty acids because they're called saturated fatty acids. And this type of fat is usually in a solid form. So polyunsaturated fats are found in vegetable oils, soybeans, corn, etc. And saturated fatty acids are usually found in animal fats, and that includes cow's milk, beef, pork, etc. Uh, the fat intake in the diet of people of Caucasian countries is over 40% of the calories, uh, a unit of measuring heat. Uh, that's what calories represents. And the traditional African-type diet is usually composed of 10% or fewer units of fat energy. Proteins, and that being vegetable and animal flesh, are composed of smaller substances called amino acids, and the body does not store excess protein. Excess protein is changed into fat and absorbed into organs, such as the heart and the kidney, and the kidney or into muscle tissue or stored cellulite. And this is dangerous to eat too much protein, especially from animal sources. Protein consumption has become an ignorance in the Caucasian science. It is commonly felt that in order to build human muscle and proteins, one must eat animal flesh, that being muscle protein. And this is clearly not the case, as Dr. Africa would state. The uh, protein requirement was established by evaluating an upper-middle-class group of Caucasians that ate a junk food diet. However, normal protein levels in other diets are different. The vegetarian, lacto-ovo-vegetarian, the vegan, and the fruitarian have protein levels which are optimum at low levels. Vegetarians eat high amounts of raw chlorophyll, and chlorophyll 2, actually it's stated as chlorophyll 2, stabilizes protein, thus vegetarians require less protein. Carbohydrates build protein and can also reduce protein requirements. So eating meat increases cellular destruction, it raises the blood acid level, and therefore increases protein requirements. A combination of various nuts, seeds, whole grain, wheat, and beans is a good protein balance. Animal flesh is not composed of all the amino acids, and meat is not a balanced protein. 
The nutrients in fresh fruits and vegetables have amino acids, as well as, stab, as, well as chlorophyll, too, that stabilizes amino acids and thus reduces the protein requirement for vegetarians. And vegetarians use amino acids to make protein. As I stated before, uh, the difference between uh, the amount of protein in, in beef as opposed to the amount of protein uh, per 100 calories in broccoli. Again, I reiterate, beef has 6.4 grams of protein per 100 calories, whereby broccoli contains 111 grams of protein per 100 calories. The, the protein standards of the Hunza people have proven to be adequate. They live on an almost all fruit, nuts, and seeds diet with animal flesh eaten twice a year for religious reasons. An article in the American Heart Journal uh, back in 1964 by E. Tomei and P. White validated that the Hamza diet of beans and nut proteins is healthy. An article in the Journal of American Dieters Association back in 1969 by uh, N. Trumshaw also validated that protein requirements are met by a vegetarian diet. Cattle get their protein from plants, as I mentioned earlier, and plants are the source of amino acids, which are used to make proteins. Meat eaters wait for the animal to eat the plant protein, then they eat the animal. Meat is second-hand protein. The food animals merely act as a middle passage for protein. Vegetable proteins such as corn, millet, as a and legumes, nuts, seeds, these are fruits and are sources of protein in Africa. And this diet produced high fertility rates until the Caucasian junk foods and synthetic medicines were forced on African society. The United States Public Health Service publication number 822 in 1968 had an article by G. Gillette titled Child Nutrition in Developing Countries which further validates vegetables as a good protein source. The high meat protein diet of Caucasians was started by the meat industry and is regulated to the high profit margin of the animal flesh industry. An article by Jay Stone and G. Thorne in the American Journal of Public Health in 1943, which is the year I was born, titled Some Medical Aspects of Protein Food validates that a variety of vegetables supply a complete protein balance. Again, a proper combination of beans, raw nuts, raw seeds, and whole grain does provide complete protein balance. Eating the sex hormone and adrenaline-saturated antibiotic steroid growth hormone, pesticide, and chemicalized animal corpse does not provide complete proteins. It does increase the acid content of the blood, degenerates the health, causes cancer, fibroid tumors, arthritis, bone, bone loss, diabetes, prostate disease, sex addiction, allergies, and is highly constipating. Meat does harm the health.
Now, I would be remiss if I didn't mention the fact that my lovely wife has stepped into the studio. How are you doing, honey? I'm doing great. I was just listening to you talk about the dangers of eating meat. Yes, indeed. And uh, I'm so glad that I don't eat meat anymore. Yeah, I was just sharing with the audience earlier that you have, you're approaching your eighth year, seventh year. I'm approaching year. my eighth year. Oh, and fantastic. I, you know, and I do, I feel a massive difference. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is, honey, this is really some relevant, pertinent, timely information that you're sharing on your show. And I, I just love listening to your show. <laughs> Well, thank you. Thank you so much. Well, I love having the opportunity and, the, and being blessed to be able to be a facilitator and to share this information. Well, people, people need to know this information, mm -hmm. and people need to know that an average, ordinary person like me mm -hmm. is putting this information into practice in my life. Absolutely. And that's what's important because, you know, your average person thinks, well, yes, these vegetarians and these vegans, well, that's not for me. And I'm living proof, yes, it is for you. I probably wouldn't be alive today mm -hmm. if you hadn't um, really aggressively got me into vegetarianism because you knew that I had tried it a couple of times and, mm -hmm. you know, it, it didn't really work out. But you aggressively and consistently got me into it until I was able to fly on my own with it. Absolutely. And I just so much appreciate that, and I just feel that our listeners need to hear that and know it, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because it's not like overnight I decided to become a vegetarian. A vegetarian. I tried several times, everybody, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I failed. Mm -hmm. But you keep trying. Absolutely. And then one day something clicks in you, and your body starts changing, and you start feeling good, and you say to yourself, yes. <laughs> you say to yourself, yes. It may happen overnight for you. If it does, God bless you. But mm -hmm. I'm just trying to say it did not happen overnight for me. And so don't be discouraged and don't give up. Absolutely. That's, that's all I just wanted to, I wanted to let people know that I'm an average, ordinary person that struggled with it. Yes. Well, before you stepped into the studio a little while earlier, about maybe 15 minutes early, mm -hmm. I had mentioned to the listening audience that, you don't have to become a vegetarian right away, and, and you know, you can try it for a day, mm -hmm. you know, a couple of days. Well, just cut out one thing. A week, or cut out one thing. Right. Don't eat chicken. Right. And, and don't eat beef, and just eat fish. And if you do eat fish, let it be freshwater fish. Like salmon. Salmon, you know, uh, tuna, mackerel, sardines. Sardines are good for you, know? you even though I don't eat them anymore. They yeah. are beneficial. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and and to just eliminate all the white uh, foods. I was talking about that early before you came down. And the processed foods. Processed we were food. talking about processed foods when I came home. Yes, yes. White sugar, uh, bleached white flour, polished white rice, white salt, white cow's milk. You know, I share with them how you recovered from diabetes. Oh, good. Okay, You're not taking yes. insulin. I'm not taking anything, everybody. Right. And no how, insulin, no or no metformin, mm -hmm. no glyphosate, none of those, nothing, zero. Yes. Uh, what is it about salt? We learned that uh, having sea salt was the best way to go as opposed to just uh, ionized, table regular salt. table salt. And even Himalayan sea salt is the, the cream of the, you know, the That's top tier. That's one of the best. One of the best. 
And even, what is it, uh, the rice? We started eating black rice. Black rice, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Who would think, right? <laughs> <laughs> Who would think? <laughs> and then, of course, uh, uh, what, the flour, the whole grain flour? Right. Um, and, and just on and on. Uh, we're eating, drinking, rather, uh, as opposed to white cow's milk, drinking soy, almond milk. And which um, I do want to mention, though, that if you're pregnant or thinking of becoming pregnant, mm-hmm. really research drinking the soy milk and eating soy products as well. Absolutely. Because I have heard some things about that. Yeah. And um, you know, I don't have enough information to just give a discourse on it, mm-hmm. you know, impromptu, but just research if you're pregnant or thinking about becoming pregnant. Just take a look at... Um, you know, what they say that soy, you know, soy might not be the best thing for you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I just want to put that out there. I'm happy you mentioned that. Yes, yes. indeed. Yeah, earlier I mentioned that everyone listening should do their own due diligence. Absolutely, you have can to. Consult their uh, physician and yes. dietitian, nutritionist, and so forth. Yes. Just so that you will be uh, fully informed in terms of what's good and what's not good for you. Right, because no. we're not medical doctors, no, but we know from our own lives and the lives of, you know, many other people that when you change your eating habits, eliminating the processed foods, eliminating the um, meat products and meat byproducts, incidentally, hot dogs and cold cuts, oh, my God, they're the worst, oh. nutritionally. Hot dogs, and, and, uh, and I have to keep emphasizing, I used to eat all of those types of things. I loved them. Yes. Okay? I missed the taste, but I don't miss the taste of those things enough to go back eating them again now that I have this knowledge. I'm so and happy that's you the thing. That. You can miss it, but let it go. It's okay. You know? Yes. <laughs> let it go. Leave it alone. Well, Dr. Africa states, actually, in this section of his book, which I'm happy you mentioned that, that hot dogs and hamburger uh, represents a mouthful of death. Because it's all sorts of, um, especially the lowest quality foods and just junk that are put together, that's those delicious hot dogs that you get, you know, yes. especially the ones when you would get the mustard and onions, right? Those mm-hmm. were good. Mm-hmm. I miss the taste, but I don't miss what it did to my body. Mm-hmm. Well, he goes in and says this hamburger meat and other processed animal flesh have sodium nicotinate, which is a poison. Mm. And they use this to preserve the color uh, and beef blood is used to add color. Yeah. So uh, the fat levels ideally should be about 20%. Uh-huh. However, the federal and state governments have set a fat level of 30 to 50%. And aside from this, meat wrapping paper has toxic preservatives in it and poisonous carcinogens uh, agents as well as antibiotic uh, additives. Oh, I just wanted to mention something really quickly, especially for the ladies. Well, the men, too, but you know how we women are about our hair and how vain we are and everything. When you become a vegetarian, your hair starts growing like crazy. It starts growing like the grass on the grass. (laughs) Yes. Your hair starts growing like crazy. Yes. And that's something that I've personally observed. Well, with the vegetarian. Because your body is clean. 
So now it can function the way it needs to. And your hair, your eyebrows, your nails, mm -hmm. ladies, they start growing like wildflowers. Your body begins to heal itself. Yes. And then uh, <laughs> you're able to even reverse the aging process. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. So Impacted waste in your stomach mm -hmm. comes out much easier mm -hmm. when you're vegetarian. And many of us, we know the colon, I believe, is about 30 feet long. Correct yes. me if I'm wrong, but right. I believe it's about 27, 30 feet 30 long. Feet, yeah. Right. And we have a lot of impacted waste in our colons that we've been carrying around, you know, literally for some of us for decades. Absolutely. And when and the meat eating meat and meat byproducts, it pre, it inhibits proper elimination. Yes. It's a barrier to proper elimination. And so when you want that impacted waste to come out, you're mm -hmm. trying to shape up for the summer, trying to get those of uh, those abs flat for mm -hmm. the summer. Mm -hmm. It's much easier. When you're vegetarian, absolutely. Yeah, and even and even if you're um, uh, using vegetable oil and uh, canola oil and other types of oils to cook with, mm -hmm. these oils actually exacerbate the condition of clogging the arteries, coming clogging the colon. And we know that the colon is needed so that indeed uh, the nutrients can be absorbed into the colon. Yes. But if it's caked up, it's just like a car. If you don't uh, change the oil, mm -hmm. and if you don't get a flush of a radiated, the, uh, flush, radiated flush and, and yeah. all that, then the, the car is not able to, the engine is not able to really benefit from the oil that's, that's in it, and as well as the gas that flows through it. And when you see those cars broken down on the side of the yes. road with the hood up. Yes, yes. Some of us take better our care. Our bodies take better care of our mm -hmm. car than we do our bodies. Yes, but our bodies can, you know, that's, that's an analogy for taking care of our bodies. You don't want to be laying on the side of the road with your hood off, you no, know, no, not waiting at all. for the ambulance. Yes, yes, as opposed to AAA. As opposed to the car service, that's right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And many of us, as we get up in age, uh, I shared when I told you earlier that I ran into a friend of mine before I came home yes. who, who had prostate Stage four. Yes, stage four. And he says now nah, he's cured. So he was very aggressive in terms of doing what he had to do to cure himself. And those are testimonies that people need to hear, not one time, but over and over and over again. Because mm -hmm. you may be up today, but you may be down tomorrow. Absolutely. And that's why you need to hear over and over and over again. Yes, your body can heal. Mm -hmm. Yes, any disease, virtually any disease that you might have contracted. Yes can be reversed and Absolutely. you can heal. And you need to hear it over and over again because those times where, say if you're diabetic and your blood sugar skyrockets one day, don't say, oh, what the heck, I'll never get well. Don't do that. Mm -hmm. That's why we say it over and over and over again because just keep doing what you're doing. Your body knows what it's doing. It's healing itself. It's fixing itself. And your numbers will go down, those of you who are diabetic. I was yeah. sharing with them earlier that you used to take insulin. Yeah. Oh, my God. And now you're off of that. Oh, my God. You don't take insulin what a journey. anymore. Yes. So, uh, you know, it's, it's really an interesting uh, piece that we uh, have experienced by you being able to, uh, with the health of information from some uh, uh, friends of ours, Acquaintances who are, I need to give a shout-out to Dr. Saltpaw. Dr. Saltpaw, <laughs> Thank you, who we're going to have on our show. Yes. Well, I see we have a, a guest on, uh, Love, uh, Live Love um, Pure Natural, 
uh, wanted us to talk about the importance of seaweeds in the diet, such as kelp, rock reed, and moss, and uh, bladder whack, et cetera. Uh, that's a very good question, and I must be honest that I, I'm we not... We have seaweed in the cupboard. Oh, yes, we I do. I haven't made it, but I used to make uh, a soup mm -hmm. out of seaweed. Uh, try, I tried to copy the Asian restaurant that we first tried it, and mm -hmm. I, I bought that seaweed, uh, and we don't use it as often as we need to, but the benefits of seaweed to the body, the minerals that it ingests, into the body, the mm -hmm. iron. Mm. You know, it, it's just, it's just something invaluable, and it, you know it tastes good. Also, you know the recipe I used with the uh, with the uh, mushrooms, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. And the carrots and the seaweed, and you know it's delicious. But it actually it actually puts so many minerals. If you're mineral deficient, which I understand most of us here in the United States are mineral mm -hmm. deficient, because we eat so many fast foods and processed foods, we're not getting the minerals. Uh -huh. And I know seaweed, and, and I know I'm not covering a full spectrum of all of the benefits, but the, the mineral content is what attracted me. Mm to um, cooking with seaweed. Well, I'd like, I like to thank you for sharing that, and I'd like to thank also uh, Live Love Pure Natural for uh, posing that uh, as a suggestion that we discuss. And uh, on the next show, I will get more in-depth. We will get more in-depth in that. Absolutely. Uh, you know, no, let's do the research. Yes, yes, absolutely. absolutely. And, of course, uh, uh, Live Love, if you have information that you'd like to share, please feel free to dial in. Uh, at 347-215-7331 and push the number one button. And uh, it will be a pleasure to uh, have you share your thoughts and, and to dialogue about any information that you may have. And, and of course, uh, uh, we would like to share that with you as well. So thanks again for posing that question. And we, will, we are now uh, motivated to do more research in that area. Um, and so, honey, I was just so happy that you was able to share the information regarding your diabetic uh, journey and the fact that you are now uh, at a point where you can uh, reasonably say that you are, um, what, 80%, 85%, 90%? I'm 90% or better mm -hmm. to my pancreas having completely healed. Uh -huh. It is responding. I remember when I went to Dr. Saltpour, and he gave us that um, example of, you know, let's say you have lunch, and he uh -huh. gave the example because he eats meat. He had said, well, you know, he said, if I have a cheeseburger, my number may go up to 400, but then a couple of hours later it comes back down. So I've been using myself as a guinea pig and checking frequently, and my pancreas is functioning like that. Wonderful. I'll eat lunch. And my, my numbers will go up high because they're supposed to, you know, right. based on what I'm eating. Huh. But then a couple of hours later, they come, it comes Wonderful. back down. Wonderful. Hold on for a moment with that story. I think yes. we have Erico 501 on the line, and uh, I think that you would like to share some information. Let me see if we can bring you on. Hello, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Hello. Hello, how are you? I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm doing well, thank you. It's a pleasure to have you on the show with us. What is your name, your first name, please? 
Um, my first name is Karen. Karen, it's really a pleasure to have you with us. Um, do you have some uh, some thoughts that you'd like to share with us? Oh, yes. I'm um, from the user of the Live Love Pure Natural, um, and I was talking about the seaweeds. Um, I think it's really important, um, especially in the uh, African-American community, mm-hmm. that we start to have an open mind when it comes to food. Um, just a little story of, of myself, not to make it too long or anything like that, but I'm 23, went vegan when I was 20 with the raw foodist for a year, and I documented so many things that, you know, mainstream nutritionists tell, you know, tell, tell us as far as women's health. Um, mm-hmm. I can just go on and on, but just to put it in a nutshell, I started to realize that, you know, a lot of black people, we seem to be scared of healthy foods. I don't know if it's a psychological thing, like we're scared to make that change, to, you know, to feel better in our bodies and to, you know, just have a better life. It's, it's, it's somewhat psychological. It's not just the physical things of mm-hmm. food. It's like a psychological thing, and I think that really needs to be addressed because, like I said, you know, just offering or, you know, trying to educate people about certain foods, especially black people, you know, they're very fearful. And it's just like, how, why would you be fearful of something that's green? It doesn't, it doesn't relate. So that's it's definitely a psychological thing that we need to take care of. That's very interesting, and, and I think you make a very good point in terms of the psychological aspects of, of uh, not wanting to embrace a healthy diet. Um, mm-hmm. There are some schools of thought that uh, that say that we, from generation to generation, have carried on the uh, slave experience, post-traumatic slave syndrome, as it were, mm-hmm. and that we have perpetuated the uh, diet as opposed to a livid of what the so-called slave master, the remnants that we were given, you know, as opposed to the house slave, full slave right. syndrome. And that right, we were exactly. eating the parts of the chicken that were thrown away by the the master. Mm-hmm. Such as chicken feet and so forth. We would be eating the parts of the pig, such as pig feet and chitterlings, the guts of the pig, as opposed to eating the pork chops, you know. Right. Exactly. And and then of course we were forced to overcook our food when it came to the mm-hmm. vegetables, you know. We were conditioned to overcook them, and, of course, we would use the lard coming from the pork and all that. You know, so we have perpetuated and been, as uh, our brother Malcolm X, uh, El Haj Malik Shabazz, would state that we have been so hoodwinked and bamboozled to think that what is abnormal is normal. Right, right, exactly. And, and see, I agree with that, and that that is true, but it's like a part of me, you know, dealing with me and my personal experience. I came from a single-family home, you know, was raised on fast food, you know, from, from Arkansas in the South. So for me to just take on this, this whole lifestyle literally within like six months to a year overnight, not having any prior knowledge, not even having that environment around me, I feel like it's something in our genetics that, you know, helps us to relate and to pull those connections from what we used to eat as far as our ancestors, how we used to eat like this. Our ancestors used to eat like this. So it's something. It's not just me. It's younger kids that I see now, younger sisters and brothers that are six and five years old, and, you know, in a family full of meat eaters not eating meat. So I think it's something that we are taking on genetically that's resurfacing itself right now. That's a good point. That's one I like to say. Well, that's that's an interesting point, uh, uh, Live Love, because 
there's another piece in terms of my wife and I. My wife has done shows in the past a uh, couple of years uh, dealing with the aspect aspect of reincarnation, and and you know there's throughout even in the New Age community they talk about uh, the crystal children, the indigo mm-hmm. indigo children. You know there's a phenomenon if one embraces which we do in our family household we embrace the concept of reincarnation. So I think that what you're talking about is that there are souls that are reincarnated, right, who are, mm-hmm. who are being vehicles of, of change on a spiritual level. Right. So, right. So they have been maybe, depending on what school of thought and what, what knowledge you embrace, that there's some uh, schools of thought that state that we don't collectively reincarnate at the same rate as it were. Some of us are, you know, in other planetary systems and other levels of cosmo, cosmos, cosmic um, existence for many years before we come, before we come back, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, through the African uh, uh, tradition, regardless of the religious, so-called labeled religious orientation you may have, it's very natural for us to, uh, embrace the fact that indeed that this, the the body is just temporary and that we're spiritual beings and that we come back time and time again until we don't have to come back again and be going to other planetary systems. So without, without going very much in depth with that, but I'm so happy you brought that up because that explains why you say that some children can come into a family or soul can reincarnate into a family that are total meat eaters, you know, to the nth degree, and and they cannot be fed any meat. They they spit the meat out, you know. Right. Exactly. 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 And and that's the thing that I'm I'm trying to focus on as far as I'm, I'm going to school for for Western medicine and nutrition. I'm I'm getting my um, bachelor's and my master's as a nutritionist here in Arkansas. But I'm trying. Oh, wonderful. To, I'm sorry. I said wonderful. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So I'm I'm trying to to reshape the par- the the paradigm because it's it's a you know no disrespect to a lot of the elders as far as like Dr. Africa to Ra, Dr. Sabi and so on and so forth and so many others I can't I can't name right now but mm-hmm. you know we we need to t- take it it's it's time for me and other people in my in my generation to take to take the stand it's time for us to take our thrones because that's the only way that we're going to be able to to really take it to another level. As far as teaching the younger generation about nutrition, we have to do that at different. It's, the generation is different now, so we have to do different um, teaching methods in order to get that information and get those things to express itself through those you know, genetic codes. So, anyway, I, I didn't I want to told, take up all the time, but <laughs> no, no, believe me, I, I, um, I, I have no problem with that. As a matter of fact, I encourage uh, you to share your thoughts as you have been doing that, and it's really refreshing to hear you. Uh, touch upon that fact that indeed there's a new paradigm uh, that, that's, uh, you know, in existence right now. And, and that's what this is all about. Each one, reach one, teach one. You know, right. as elders, we can just share with you our experience and give you a, a, a foundation and a path to follow if you wish to, it's, as long as it's congruent with your particular path. And then, of course, you know, this is what life is about. This is what this journey is about, for us to grow and to help each other right. to grow. 
So uh, I, I welcome your input, and I hope that uh, this won't be the last time that you uh, uh, decide to listen and, of course, even to uh, want to share your thoughts with us live. This is really a pleasure. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate uh, you You're guys. very welcome. You're very welcome, and thank you for tuning in, and I hope that you will, you know, spread the word and, 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 and so that this show can grow and, and be able to really make a difference. And you're more than welcome to come on uh, and talk about your, what you're learning and, and share your wisdom and knowledge. And, of course, uh, there is no problem. Consider this station to be a home uh, in terms of you being able to voice your particular um, journey in terms of health for our community. Well, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I would definitely love to call in and share my my little few years of what I've acquired. So, yeah. Fantastic. So, again, thank you so much, and and have a continued blessed uh, evening, and and we look forward to talking with you again soon. Okay, you as well. Y'all have a good night. Thank you. You too. Uh, That's great. I really enjoyed that conversation. I hope that you and the listening audience um, can uh, indeed listen with a open heart and an open mind, those of you who are not vegetarians, those of you who are meat eaters, those of you who have a diet that may not be the most healthy relative to the information that I've been sharing with you and what the sister just who just called, uh, Sister Karen, uh, Live Long, Pure Natural. Uh, this is really an exciting moment of us being able to make a difference. Each one, reach one, teach one. Well, I'm going to take a short break, and then we'll be right back, and we'll be um, reaching the end of this evening's show. And again, I thank you for tuning in. mentioned earlier, uh, I think I mentioned it at the beginning of the show, but I have a website, which is www.healthisalwayswealth. Again, that's healthisalwayswealth. And then my other site is drumsofchange.com. Again, uh, when I said health is always wealth, that's healthisalwayswealth.com. And then the other site is drumsofchange.com. At the site of healthisalwayswealth.com, there's a product titled Chia Vida, which has a main ingredient of a berry from Brazil, from the Amazon region, uh, from the Amazon actually, in the regions of Brazil. And um, acai is a berry that's grown uh, very naturally uh, in the rainforest, on palm trees, and it's like a blueberry. Um, and it has a fruit pulp that's very high in antioxidants, iron, fiber, protein, amino acids, potassium, copper, zinc, omega-3, omega-6 fatty acids, and other healthy fats, and a host of vitamins, B1, B2, 3, C, E, and, and many minerals. And we have an introductory offer where you can purchase a 32-ounce body bottle, rather, that normally goes for about $39, and you can get that, uh, including shipping, at $19. So 
So those of you who are listening, I highly recommend that you consider that as a uh, particular uh, added addition to your diet or just, you know, just sample it and see if you like what it tastes like as well as the benefits of uh, it being consumed in, in, uh, to your, in, within your body. Uh, it has, as I mentioned, yerba, uh, acai, but also yerba mate, which is like a green tea. It gives you very, a lot of energy. Uh, and the fruit called capucho, which is another fruit that uh, is an antioxidant. And then a, uh, another ingredient called Shaw de Brugre, which uh, has medicinal uh, attributes. And now we're going to get into more in the next show tomorrow evening in terms of uh, this particular product, but I've been using it for a few months. And the, the man who uh, owns the company, Scotty Paulson, is a person who I've worked with uh, going back some nine, ten years ago, and he had another product similar to this, uh, which had a CIE, it was a CIE-based, and I was training uh, for my uh, 13th marathon back at the time, and I was able to really use it effectively in terms of my training. Um, I ran my last marathon, New York City Marathon, back in 2010, and um, I, I, at the age of 70, I feel as if I'm really blessed uh, to be able to still entertain running marathons. I'm training for my 15th next year, and I'm inspiring those of you. You don't have to run a marathon, but I really suggest that you at least walk every day for a half an hour at a vigorous pace so that you can get the blood flowing into your heart and, and really assist your body in maintaining its optimal health uh, through just the exercise of walking alone. Um, we're going to cover that in more detail in future shows, but uh, it's just really exciting that I can share with you the fact that uh, each day um, there's an adage in the running community that the body keeps score so that every time you, you uh, exercise, every time you put good food in your system, your body is registering that. It's like a deposit, as it were, a positive deposit as opposed to negative deposits and toxic deposits. And you'll find out, as I was speaking to Sister Karen at the age of 23, she is, that she's on her way to really representing, and in, in not only this immediately in, in this uh, period in time, but as she gets her degrees and, and becomes a, a get, you know, starts her practice, that she will be a walking uh, monument, if, if, you, if you will, of health. Because she's not just talking to talk, she's walking to walk. As, and um, so, you know, this is what it's all about. So, again, um, we're ending the show, and um, I'm happy that my wife and I were able to share um, our experience and the knowledge that we have. And, of course, this uh, particular show is about us teaching as well as learning, that we all have something to share and to help each other to grow and to be healthier. So, Again, I, I, I express gratitude, I'm grateful, and I'm humbled to be able to be a facilitator in this particular venue. As always, we end by giving praise and homage to the One Most High, to our ancestors, uh, to my lovely wife, to my, my dear mother, uh, my uh, daughter and her family, all of my siblings, my godchildren, my godsons, and those of you who are friends throughout the 
cyber world, through the social network arena, and of course, those of you who've grown with me throughout the years that I know personally, I thank you. So I end by saying namaste, shalom, assalamu alaikum, all my relations, hetapu, peace and love to all of you, and stay tuned again tomorrow at 9 o'clock, 9 p.m., we will uh, continue from this conversation that we are leaving off, off this evening. So again, thank you so much, and have a blessed and peaceful and joyful evening. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.